In this episode, we interview AJ Vetter, Executive Director at Benefit Design, a need-based design studio focused on connecting nonprofits to their communities by providing unique creative solutions like websites and marketing materials. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks everyone for tuning into this episode. Today we have AJ Vetter, who is the co-founder and executive director of Benefit Design. AJ, thanks so much for your time today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. So uh, as usual, give us an elevator pitch. What is Benefit Design? Sure. Benefit Design, we are a need-based design agency for nonprofits. So we help smaller nonprofits all over the United States um, with a different creative projects. So we have a team of about over 300 volunteers um, and actually have international volunteers as well. So our volunteers are all over the world. However, we help most organizations in the United States currently. Um, but we do different projects for the organizations depending on what they need. So sometimes it's as small as like a flyer or a social media plan um, all the way to some organizations say only have a Facebook page and they want to expand the reach. So they need a full website. Um, we have a team of project managers that works with the organizations to understand what they need and then translates that and works with our volunteers to create teams. And then the project teams finished uh, the projects for the organizations. So it's, the idea is that these organizations are a lot smaller too, and the work that we're able to provide for them is something that they would dream about or never really consider as an option for them. Um, and so we really try to focus on the smaller nonprofits who need the support and giving vo them volunteers who are looking to help as well. All right. Well, I feel like you ran through it all. Now, this is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be excited to, to hear a little bit more about it. Uh, but Absolutely. before we get into kind of the stories and the impact that you've had so far, uh, why did you want to become the co-founder and executive director? That's a great question. So I, um, in high school, worked in and around nonprofits quite a bit and always kind of enjoyed it. But when I went to school, um, I just kind of ended up focusing more so on design. Um, and that was where it led me. And so throughout college, I kind of interned all over design from more like live production video stuff to more like marketing design. And like, obviously I majored um, in UX design. So I did a lot of that kind of traditional stuff. And so I found myself bouncing around doing a lot of things under the creative umbrella. Um, and I enjoyed kind of the variety of it. So right after college, um, I started working at a finance company in Chicago um, and worked as a product designer there. So I worked on the platform doing kind of traditional product and UX design. Um, and in March at the of 2020, at the beginning of COVID, uh, I saw a post about a distillery in uh, Chicago that actually had posted about pivoting from creating whiskey and making hand sanitizer. And so for them, it was their you know normal daily thing that they had fixed and they just pivoted to help other people. And so that was the thought process uh, that really started it out. And so I had two of my classmates um, from my time at Purdue in our UX program. We had worked together on projects all throughout college. And so we were pretty familiar with each other and our working styles. And so we decided uh, to kind of expand on the idea a little bit and thinking we were all designers at that time working remotely as well, all over. And for us, you know, the small act of giving someone a logo or fixing a flyer was not really that big of a deal. And so thinking about that and kind of in the same way that the distillery switched, you know, to help other people, that same concept for designers was how we started. Um, and so when we first started, it was three of us and maybe had like a team of 10 people. So never 
ever like in the starting time that I anticipate it was going to get to any of us to where it is now. And so it's been like a really exciting surprise. Um, So I don't necessarily think I went looking for the opportunity. It just ended up that a lot of the random things that I had done in the past um, ended up helping kind of have me enjoy kind of where we are now a lot more. All right. And your mission statement is you're committed to advancing the welfare of underserved groups by providing yep. free design services to public charities and build stronger communities. Yep. Um, that's powerful. Um, what, what went into developing that mission statement? Absolutely. Great question. Um, so when we launched last March from March until about midsummer, so July, August of 2020, um, we were helping any organization that had been impacted by COVID. And so when we first launched, that was how we were framing it. And so small businesses, nonprofit organizations, like even some smaller startups, like we framed it as that a lot of people are hurting right now. We're here to help those organizations. Um, and as we began to grow from our original team of about 20 to middle of last Last year, 150 or so volunteers, we began to get organizations that were taking advantage of the free support we were providing. So we had to kind of pause last summer and take a step back and think about who the organizations that were helping were, because while we were helping quite a few organizations, not all of them were great fits for the partnership. And so we had frustrated organizations because they had higher expectations. We had frustrated volunteers because they were helping organizations who didn't necessarily need it. Um, and so that was last August. We kind of took the time to start working with as well, a nonprofit law firm and rethinking the way that we are running our organization. Um, And so one of those changes was being very deliberate about who we're helping. And so that is our underrepresented charitable beneficiaries means that we are ensuring that we're only helping nonprofits. And even beyond that, we have focus groups and nonprofits that we look to support. So groups that support women, people of color, members of the LGBTQ plus community, um, people that have disabilities. And so we have these focus groups and a lot more criteria to make sure that we're helping the right nonprofits. Um, because unfortunately we wish we could help everyone, but the reality is that right now we can't. Um, and so, yeah, thinking about how we kind of reframed the way of who we were helping was the idea behind that. And it's actually been uh, a really important change for our organization. And uh, it came kind of with uh, also conjunction of our board of directors, which we announced in January too. So the organization from March to last December was just kind of like getting started, figuring things out. And we helped almost 20 organizations in that time. So we got a lot done, but it was a lot of figuring out who we are in the organization, who we're helping and how our process and stuff like that worked. So it was a learning time for sure, but brought us to a point now we're much more confident in the organizations we're helping and going after. Yeah. And you said y'all started with just a group of three of you. And how many are you at now? Right now we're at over 300 volunteers. And so we have uh, eight project managers, we have a leadership team, and then we have a seven person board of directors um, who are older, uh, sorry, more experienced uh, tenures in industry because our team, a lot, all of us are less than really three years of full-time experience. So we're all very young. However, we've worked together um, our core team for quite a while. So it allows us to work um, a little bit more efficiently, but having the more kind of senior outsiders looking in and guiding us has been really helpful because there's a lot of things from just us having a lack of experience. We just don't know. And so 
um, having to kind of adjust and on the go, that's been very helpful as well. Um, but yeah, our community of general volunteers now we're just over 300. So it's pretty incredible. And we have, the mix of the community is really all over the place. We have some people who are, you know, a little bit more tenured in their career, they're switching yeah. careers and maybe just want some design experience all the way to students who are, you know, third and fourth year degree students in design programs, looking to get extra work and everything in the middle. So it's unique because the teams we're able to build for our partner organizations are a very cool mix um, as well. And our volunteers Although a lot of the work, you know, we have right now is on very kind of like more technical design projects have skills all over the map. We have data yeah. scientists to developers to, you know, like people who are interested more in instruments. There's a lot of different unique uh, members of our volunteer community that we're really proud of as well, too. And it's not just in the U.S., your volunteer community, right? Correct. Yeah, we're international. So we're in over 20 countries now. Um, and we have quite a few countries where we have multiples as well. And so that's been an important shift for us as well, too. When we first started, a lot of our process and, you know, organization stuff was based on meeting together in times and sort of synchronous work. And so as our community has grown across the globe. Um, we've been building more solutions and changing our process to be able to accommodate those people. So we could have a team with a volunteer from Finland and California and Connecticut, and they can work together no problem. Um, and so there's more that goes into that than just a traditional project. And so that's one of the things that we've been attacking recently as well, too. How do you find volunteers internationally? How did that come about? So we every a lot of our referrals are on LinkedIn. So it's just we haven't spent anything on advertising since our yeah. organization starting. So it's all word of mouth and organic traffic that we've been getting. Um, LinkedIn is huge for us. And we've had our website up for a while um, and it's a pretty unique domain. So a lot of people are like confused when it's just benefit.design. And so <laughs> we did it because it's easy for people to get to. But um, we do get a fair amount of organics kind of stuff like that. But in terms of how we go after people, we have gotten a lot of it from word of mouth, LinkedIn um, and volunteers sharing their experience, sharing a positive experience, because a lot of our volunteers that work um, are kind of in the middle of either roles, careers, jobs. And so the projects that they're able to complete, they can use in interviews to be able to say, you know, we worked on this and did skills that they wouldn't necessarily have um, opportunities to in their normal job. Yeah. So each volunteer is able to kind of choose what they're interested in getting out of working with the organization. Um, and we're working to build more and more opportunities for each of them as well. All right. Well, let's get into the actual work that everyone's doing. What are, sure. um, you know, what, what have you all done so far? And I know you've sure. think delivered, you said initially 20 projects. Is that the count so far or are there any specific projects you want to highlight? Yeah. So we, right now we are, are, have helped over 35 organizations. And so that's including the total time since we've existed. And so each organization has anywhere from one to three projects. Um, and so some of the ones that really stick out, a really good example was uh, Arts Association in LA. They had a farmer's market at the beginning of COVID and they didn't really have a good way to share the message of when it was open and what was going on. So they just needed a flyer to be able to share with the community and say, you know, we're still open, you can order online, here's how to do it. Um, all the way to, there's an organization in Kansas City, the Advocacy and Awareness Group of Johnson County. And they are an advocacy group based just outside of Kansas City, um, working on developing a town and creating resources um, 
to fight against racism in the area. And so they, at the time, only had a Facebook page and they were looking to scale. And so our team actually was able to build them a complete website. And so those are like the opposite ends of the spectrum, but we also have more like specific needs as well. So some organizations will come to us with an already existing website and they say, you know, we have this and it works okay, but we're looking for a little bit more. And so sometimes we have research projects where our team takes our existing website, kind of breaks it down, points out areas of improvement and then has solutions for them as well too. Um, and then we do quite a bit of just general marketing and sort of social media strategy. So helping organizations set up their social media, helping them understand, you know, how to share, where to share, what to share, um, example posts, giving them strategies, stuff like that. So it's really across the board tailored to what the organizations need. Um, and so we're trying to do a better job of, helping organizations understand what that is, because sometimes it's hard to just look at our website and say, oh, I need UX design. You know, like, yeah. what does that actually mean? And so we're working on that as well to make it a little bit more clear for organizations. But for the most part, it's really up to them, you know, whatever they need help or feedback on, we hope to, you know, be a plus one to whatever initiative they have. Yeah. And is it organizations all over the US, all over the world that you guys are open to, to working with? Right now, we're only U.S.-based mm -hmm. because we require a tax-exempt ID to verify yep. organizations. And so that's just, again, back to verifying nonprofits. That's how we're doing it for now. We do have plans to expand to international organizations, but for the time being, um, it's domestic-based nonprofits only. Gotcha. All right. So 35 already. What are your future plans? What, what, what should we expect to see from your benefit debt design website and, and impact that you're having. Yeah, absolutely. So right now that's where we've been at. The next push we have is that we're expanding our project manager team. Um, so up until now, our project managers were people that have been with the organization since the beginning and kind of helped build it and expand it like that. Um, but the more project managers we have, the more organizations we can work with. Yep. And so that is our next big push. Uh, we're working on a learning curriculum right now um, for each project manager to be able to take. So we're able to train and equip project managers all over the world to be able to lead projects. Um, so that's one of the next things we have. And then further down the line, uh, later this year and next year, we're developing our own boot camps. So we're gonna have benefit design boot camps to be able to create access and opportunities uh, for communities and people who have been traditionally uh, disqualified from them, whether by choice or not. So the idea is to bring design learning to areas mm. and people who haven't previously had access. So we're working on the exact structure of that, but that's one of our next initiatives. So we'll have the volunteering program, helping organizations, we'll have more project managers joining that. Um, and then we have some community stuff planned as well too. So a lot of stuff is uh, in the pipeline for the upcoming winter and then next year. Um, so we're really excited. And right now it's just focusing on preparing kind of for the next stage of our organization because last year and a half has just sort of been figuring things out. Yeah. And that boot camp is you said the goal of that is to educate and teach design related uh, skills. Correct. So it'll be kind of like a upskilling curriculum for people in the design related field. So whether it's somebody more focused on becoming a web designer or yep. someone that's more interested in more of like a social content design, we're building curriculum around giving people skills um, to be able to learn. And so the idea is that our volunteers are not only to be able, able to get the experience working on projects and helping organizations, but they also have an area for them to learn um, and advance their own skills, regardless of if they're on projects or not. 
All right. Now, in terms of engagement, so um, our, our three tenants here are awareness, education, and engagement. Um, we share these stories to, to try to inspire people who maybe would want to volunteer or donate their time, their money, their resources. What type of engagement do you, are you looking for now? And do you anticipate needing in the future? Yeah, absolutely. So for benefit design, we're always, uh, accepting volunteers. So right now we are paused on accepting new organizations for, uh, just a month or so more, just mm -hmm. because we're finalizing th some things for the next stage. However, uh, volunteers are free to apply and join our community at any time. And they can go to benefitdesign.com slash volunteers and apply there, um, as well. But in terms of organizations, we aren't really looking too much, uh, for nonprofits currently. Okay. I just, can we redo that? This part, I feel like I didn't, that didn't. No, make sense. no, no, that, that makes okay. sense. You, well, you, you, you said that eventually you guys are going to put it on pause right now. Um, but once that's the whole idea, right? The volunteers are really key. The project managers are really key. Um, because if you could scale that, then you could scale the impact they're having with more organizations. So right. yeah, totally. I think the priority one is, is having the people to actually volunteer and work on these amazing projects that they're doing. And then you could scale up how many organizations you could have an impact on. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. That helped. You can cut this part out if you no, want. No, what no, you no. just said, that made sense. I, okay. <laughs> I totally, get, just, I think, and, I think everyone following, everyone totally follows that. It, it makes total sense um, okay. that that's where the, the, the need is. Have you done like fundraising or is this all kind of been out of pocket? <laughs> yeah. So, so we bootstrapped our way to where we are now. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, because of we're waiting for a tax exemption to be confirmed, mm -hmm. um, we have not been able to do really more formal grant fundraising or for fundraising like that. So yeah, we bootstrapped our impact to where we are now. We're really proud of that. Um, and that's why we're looking forward to the next phase because after we receive our exemption confirmation, uh, it's going to be a whole different ball game. So we're looking forward to that um, and kind of the next generation of our organization because up until now it has, yeah, just been us making it work. That's so cool. Um, and then your role, you, you, you plan on continuing doing what you're doing, co-founder and executive director? Yeah, absolutely. So benefit design is uh, kind of, you know, where we're starting. And part of the next generation is we have a subsidiary, which is called Benefit X. And so um, part of being thoughtful about who benefit design is helping, and that's nonprofits in need only, uh, Benefit X is a for-profit design studio that's separate from the nonprofit yeah. um, and is able to help creators, startups, small businesses, and uh, enterprises. And so Benefit X operates on a two for one model. So every engagement that Benefit X has um, helps fund a pro bono engagement for a nonprofit organization. And wow. we do that by committing 100% of our profits to the benefit design, the nonprofit organization. So the easiest way to think about it is if you think Tom's right, had two yep. pairs of shoes for one, Benefit X is a similar concept. However, it's focused more so on digital goods. So every Benefit X employee that's getting a website or brand redevelopment and is a paying client is helping to fund the operational costs of the nonprofit organization directly. Wow. That's a really, really cool model. Thank you. Yeah. And so yeah. we've been working on that for the last few months and we're actually just now um, taking on new clients. So while the nonprofit isn't necessarily looking for new orgs right now, uh, yeah. the for-profit organization is. And so those we work with 
either podcasters, musicians, kind of in that creator space to give them a space online to own their content and connect with their audiences all the way through startups that are looking to either build an MVP, go after funding or improve on their own. And kind of more like that product design UX specific. Um, and then just your more kind of traditional marketing websites. So those are our initial focuses um, right now. And so we're looking to build that out as well. But yeah, BenefitX helps expand and grow the nonprofit organization too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a flywheel. That makes sense. So where could people get engaged with you? Where, where, where can they connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. So you can uh, connect with Benefit Design, the nonprofit org at benefit.design and across social. Uh, we're on LinkedIn and Instagram generally. Um, and then Benefit X is benefitx.co. And again, that's the for-profit studio. So anyone interested in support can go there as well. Um, and my email is aj at benefit design, uh, if anyone's interested in reaching out there, but yeah, we're always looking for people who are interested in helping the organization grow, um, or learning more. I'm happy to answer any questions people might have as well, too. All right. Well, that's perfect. I'll, we'll make sure to share all this information when we post this. Is there anything you want to leave us with before we wrap it up here? No, I'm uh, very thankful for you having me on the show. I really appreciate it. We haven't, uh, done a lot of press or sharing around the organization. So uh, myself and behalf on our organization as well. We're really thankful for uh, you inviting me on and having me on the show. And hopefully uh, a few more people know about benefit design. We can keep going. Yeah, that's a plan. That's a plan. Absolutely. AJ, thank you so much for your time today and we'll be in touch. All righty. Sounds good. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Thanks for tuning into this episode. If you know of a great organization or individual leaving a positive impact, we'd love to tell their story. Check us out and contact us at gtzp.org. Don't forget, for more stories like this, you could also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Instagram followers are linked trees in the bio. And for podcast listeners, we are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thanks for listening and see you again soon.